Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For those who love it loud, Pantheon Podcast presents Rockin' Pod Weekend. Nashville, March 17th through the 19th. It's a rock convention featuring panels, interviews, podcasts, signing sessions, vinyl, comic books, pop culture, and collectibles. Over 50 celebrity guests, including members of Mr. Big, Tough, Great White, Keel, Winger, Accept, and Twisted Sister. Live concerts including Rare Hair on Friday, Keel Fest 2 on Saturday, and Eric Martin's Big Acoustic on Sunday. Plus a rockin' comedy show featuring Courtney Cronin Dold, Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and Craig Gass from The Howard Stern Show, and a whole lot more. Full details at rockinpod.com. Rockin' Pod Weekend is presented by Pantheon Podcasts in association with RFK Media, Third Power Amplification, and BobbyDreyer.com. What's the weather like in Fort Worth there? Dude, I'm wearing I'm wearing my summer hoodie right now. Yeah, summer uh, hoodie. Because I'm trying to will it. I'm will trying to will it under 77 today. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. And today, Bacos Plus One comes to us from the Synaptic Empire Podcast. Host, Randy Brown. Never had a doubt. you doing buddy i'm doing fine man how are you well uh you know not too bad I'm, I'm i'm starting to get over the disappointing football season but you know i i have a lot of experience with it so i have <laughs> kind of uh a routine i go through uh i was uh pleased to find out that uh i was and a little surprised uh not the only thing about you that i've, I've found surprising getting to know you uh, I was a little shocked to find that you were a, a football guy. I would have, if I would have just generalized and, and pigeonholed you or typecast whatever, I would have said he doesn't like sports at all. No, not not in the least. Not in the least. I'm definitely. Uh, I enjoy. I enjoy sports. I don't follow it as much as I'd like to. 
I like, uh, you know, I play in a fantasy league, and uh, I, I, I've come in 14th out of 14 the last two years. So that's, uh, you know, that's pretty good. And I actually had, like, a really good draft this last year, and it just, everybody just sucked it. Like, every other week, nobody could get in sync, and it was just like, seriously? Too many Cowboys? So, none of the Cowboys. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, you talk about being disappointed. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 25, 26 years since we've seen a seen a Super Bowl, so... Seriously, it's like that's your drought, huh? It's like yeah, <laughs> twenty six, maybe twenty seven. I don't know. It was yeah. 90, 96 was our last Super Bowl. Yeah, we've had a couple close Barry- calls. That's that's my life. I started watching about three years after their last Super Bowl appearance because I was a fucking gotcha. kid. Right? Yeah, and nobody will give uh, nobody will give my boy Barry Switzer any uh, any props for for coaching that ninety six team either. So. That's he he doesn't bummer. really deserve a whole lot. Uh, he he was not a very good pro coach. Uh, I, I really can't comment on the college stuff. I'm just going to trust that people with bigger brains can comment on that. I just don't – I don't watch college football very closely. I, I shouldn't say I'm, right. I'm unaware of it or anything like that, you know, um, but it's just just never been my cup of tea. Uh uh, I, I lost a train of thought. There was a, a football thing I wanted to hit you with. but Oh, you were talking about fantasy football. I yeah. I was a commissioner in a league for about a decade, and it got to the point for me that I was starting to realize it was it was ruining the, the, the viewing for me. Like, if, if players did good against the Vikings, it – you know, it was good for my fantasy team, but bad for right. the Vikings. And I, and I, so the the last year I did it, I actually just I, I paid the fee and I gave uh, everything to my to my stepson. I'm like, you run it, you do the draft, you you run the team. If if you win, I'll split the winnings with you. Uh, he didn't win, but right. But that was my my test. Like, can I just step away? Because at least then I still had the team. If I didn't like it, I could jump in. All that stuff. It was. It was just. It was. A, it was for me. It was a very positive experience, and then I haven't looked back. So, um. sure. Oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, mostly, I like. I, I like the people in the league. I've been it for tw- in it for twelve years. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, being in Fort Worth, I'm, I'm, I assume St. Paul is kind of like the Fort Worth to. Minneapolis. That That's Fort an apt comparison. We're a lot closer yeah. physically. Like we're literally, you, you go from one to the other in a, yeah. in a footstep. Because isn't it Fort Worth about forty minutes or forty miles apart or something like that? Yeah, it's there's a there's a thing called the Golden Triangle. Okay, and it's a uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Denton, uh, and all are about forty miles each away from each other. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that, but. Uh, and this one of the main reasons I stay in this league is that I'm like the the one Fort Worth contingent, hmm. like music lowest, you know, my lowest low life of music, but not low life, but <laughs> my low level <laughs> yeah. of music business. Yeah, you um, are. You know, I, yeah, I'm the guy that's uh, that that broke out from Fort Worth and gets to hang out with the uh, the Dallas big boys. So, oh, very cool. So that is, I, if I if I miss anything, it is the the draft and then the end of the year kind of get together where we. You would have fun with little like a toilet bowl kind of trophy and stuff, and we we just kind of catch up and talk shit. But yeah, that that that, that I guess it just wasn't enough for me <laughs> to, to hang in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I still see these guys, just not as often. But yeah, that that part was always cool. But the thing is that even that for that, like, I'm. It sounds like you guys kind of still kind of get together and stay in touch. 
I didn't like yeah. the, the, the thing is now basically all online. They never see each other. Uh, right. No, I do like it for the money collection because when I was commissioner, you know, collecting the money was the, the biggest hassle, followed yeah. by people making trades and then complaining about people who made trades. And it's just, uh, it's just too much, man. The biggest, the biggest point of contention this year was the first time that the NFL had ever canceled a game. Yeah. Oh. And, it, and that was being like in the middle of the playoffs. Actually, it could have been could have been during the championship game even. Okay. Um, and yeah, that threw a lot of uh, a lot of a wrench. In, I mean, I wasn't a part of it being number fourteen. Yeah. So I was just sitting back, but evidently it was uh, turned out to be a really big deal in our league so you know we should do a formal introduction um welcome to cobras and fire my name is Baco, and today my plus one is the least known member of the spice girls spendy or bendy spice bendy thank you for joining the program (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you very much Uh, yes i I do know uh i saw the spice girls oh i'm sorry yeah Oh, and it was great (laughs) it was fantastic one of the one of the great moments of my life when that that curtain opened, and there was Baby Spice just right uh, there. And I shoved a nine-year-old girl down and shrieked like like it was the Beatles. And Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons... Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, one, of those, one of those things that started off as a joke and you wound up like, you know what, I kind of like this record. And then, <laughs> I don't have any like that. <laughs> dude, dude, we have, I've got another one, which is uh, uh, Debbie Gibson into the blue. Yeah. It yeah. somehow one day when I was doing, when I, I was doing it was local out of music the blue. distribution, out of the blue, maybe. Oh. I, I don't own it. I need to own it. Yeah. Uh, some, we, some flaws in this story here. There's, there's already there's holes. There's plot holes. Uh, some Star Wars fan is just losing his mind, saying plot holes. But yeah, there was a when I was doing music distribution one day, just out of the blue. There we go. There you go. Uh, it it showed up in our in our CD stack, and nobody knew why. Nobody knew how. And then for mm. a couple months, it was the. Uh, nobody's paying attention. I'm going to put this on, and we're all going to oh, ha, ha, how funny! And then one day nobody stopped it, 
Yeah. We just all sat there and listened to it and was like, isn't we there, don't tell anybody There's a couple this. movies that have became, scenes like that. Isn't like uh, Tommy Boy has a scene like that. It's like, well, I'm not changing it if you don't want to change it. And then they're, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that song, to be honest with you. Uh, it is too, it is too, I don't know. I'm, of course, talking to Randy Brown from the Synaptic Empire. Now, uh, you're not as active on that as you, your latest episode was four months ago. I was listening to it earlier today. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. I'm glad somebody did. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been going through uh, just a drought. It's it's kind of hard. You're Fortunately, I'm hoping that it doesn't bleed through. The dogs are outside. This house is Well, I'm is hoping locked. they come through. I, I enjoy that, that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this house is live. You can uh, you can hear my wife four rooms away, like set a book down, and it echoes through the entire house. So that's partially why I, I haven't really done much. Um, also, I realized that what, one of the main things that I like to do in with with my podcast uh, was I liked ex- you know exposing people to new music, and I was trying to put in like two or three new, like hopefully new artists per show, and I found myself in the last couple of years like listening to less and less and less uh newer artists and and that's kind of it kind of bums me out a little bit i'm not gonna lie yeah because i never wanted to be that guy that was like you know music hasn't been good since i graduated college and and you know i just never wanted to be that guy and i'm with you i this show kind of helped pull me out of that a little bit uh it does seem we're kind of hitting a bit of a lull for some of that stuff for me but i think that has a lot a lot more to do with the onset of streaming kind of making the shift from the album to the single and because i I, I, i'm look at this stage of the game i'm an album guy that's really how it's going to go and and while i might like a song here and there and that that there's no crime it's just the shift is something that really doesn't cater to me that's that's my best guess I understand that. Uh, I'm a I'm an owner, um, not a renter. You can't see behind me. I'm not a renter. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you say that uh, well frequently on your podcast, but I do actually. I do. Thank thank you. That means you you've actually listened a couple of course, a couple of times. Man. So I appreciate that. I always imagine there's seven people out there listening to my show. And, uh, oh, right so, on. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I don't know. It's been uh, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. Honestly, because. Okay. Um, I found my, I, whereas I'm buying, you know, exponentially more music than ever before. None of it's like a lot of it's, a lot of it's established acts. Um, and then a lot of it is, is like these just ridiculous reissues that come out mm. and that knocks out, you know, if I'm buying a $120 Dylan box set, that's knocking out like probably eight new release albums I could go buy, you know? Uh, when you look at it budgetarily, and I honestly, we, we 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 talked about streaming. I I don't connect. I do not connect with something streaming at all. I sit there and I'm like, it's just disposable to me. I can just, eh, it's okay, and I'll just flip on through it. And I, I'm not much of a streamer. I do think it has a place, but it's not the place that it seems to be taking. It's basically replacing. You know traditional formats, uh, which format-wise I get, but but it, it, it's more like listening to the radio. But you pick every song, and you might right. think that's a perfect dream. But you know, when you look, talk about comparing that to an album, and, and let's actually take it back to vinyl, since we both like vinyl quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of the deal is that, like, first of all, we all have the sh- the attention spans are getting shorter and shorter, and there doesn't seem to be any rush to actually do anything about that. 
just put right. more things in front of us that make it you know, less likely that we're going to pay attention to anything. News clips of our president talking are shorter than they've ever been, like averaging four or five seconds. You talk right. about TikTok, videos on YouTube, all like, I mean, uh, Facebook that show up, all that stuff. So the one thing that when you listen to vinyl is it makes you get up and flip the record. It almost resets your brain. And I think right. I think when you're listening to an album or di- uh, investing in something like that, the time, it helps you stay focused a little bit. Uh, it's still going to be different for everybody, but I, I do think that's you know that's what I was raised on, so that's kind of what I'm used to. You know what I mean? I, I made the shift from cassette and then to CDs, where they tried to make them just you know basically as many minutes as they could put on there. But yeah, that, oh, that's, yeah. now we're going to Awful. like fuck it. That song is you, you. I think a lot of streamers listen to you, you get the streaming data. They listen to the first verse and chorus, and then they're on to the next thing. Yeah, I can buy that. For certain, I, I, you know, and then there's certain things like with, uh, like I only listened to the last Paul Bearer record maybe two or three times, like on on my turntable, uh, because it's eight songs broken up into four sides. It's like you, you, you for me, I, I would kind of get get moving in it, and then yeah. I, which is where I think there's a drawback to to that a little bit where. Like one, one was just one eight minute song. <laughs> and then I had to just like, well, cool. I'm turning, getting a whole nother record out and all that. That was a, that was kind of a bummer for me, but yeah, man, I don't, there's just something about streaming. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. And therefore I'm not really exploring much. As convenient you know, as it's supposed to be, it seems to be very distractive. The, the, like like you know it, it, you're, you're, it's more common to see someone do it at work and it's just like I've worked at places that either had a boom box where you had to put a CD or cassette in it and you weren't constantly right. running over doing something you know but you, they, they're pulling their phone out of their pocket skipping a track doing something you know and and on, like the like I, I stream podcasts a lot so I, I that that's probably the closest I can get to a regular user use of streaming but it's annoying right. as fuck to me when I'm driving and then all of a sudden like you got a Facebook message. Here's a text. Here's a phone call. It's like it's just right. all these interruptions, and it's like it. It just kind of bombards you while you're trying to be in the moment a little bit and focus on what you're doing. And it it it, it doesn't. All these talks about convenience and, and purpose and stuff. I think eventually we start convincing ourselves these things are more convenient. You know, I the analogy I always use as an old man, uh, Randy. Is that I recall like Saturday mornings, afternoons, what it was like for my mom to go to the bank, go to the grocery store, go to the baker, and go to the butcher, and then do any type of other errands we needed to do. And it seemed like candlestick maker. Yeah, and you couldn't go to fucking Target. You couldn't go to Target or Walmart and do all this at once. You couldn't do your banking online at home. Uh, It was like this process. You know what I mean? And they had way right. more fucking time to spend with kids than it seems like anybody does today. Everybody talks about how sure. important that shit is, but they're fucking so distracted with every goddamn thing going on in the world. It's just, I don't know. Now, there, there's my old man rant. I'm done. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was highly articulate. Yeah. I'm a renter. I'm an owner, it. not a renter, too. Yeah.
It's the same way with, with movies as well. I'm not, I don't want to be at the whim of of your licensing agreement yeah. on whether or not I'm going to be able to watch something, or if somebody's decided that something needs to be edited or taken out or whatever. I want to have, yeah. I want to have that. If I want to watch Porky's, I got it. <laughs> I can go watch. We can watch Porky's. I do not want the fucking uh, edit on Porky's. Uh, I would like the uh, be like the Blu-ray with the uh, commentary though. I need to look and see if I have commentary on that. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's pretty funny. Actually, you confirmed it. You own Porky's on DVD or Blu-ray. I do. I do own Porky's on Blu-ray. As a matter of fact, my wife bought it for me during uh, during the pandemic. We were sitting around and I was like, oh, we were looking for it on streaming. On you know, it was like the streaming myth. We always complain about the streaming myth of that yeah. everything is available out there at any point. Pardon me, horse shit. Yeah. No, no, everything is not available for you. Uh, you know, at any point in any time. Uh, so she bought it and she had never seen it. And we just, she lost her mind. She thought it was the funniest damn thing that she had ever, not maybe not that she'd ever seen, but she thought it was, it was really funny. This might've been divorce guilt, but my, I, I, my dad was a, a pretty lenient guy, but not an idiot. Um, like if I wasn't hurting anybody, he really didn't care what I did. You know, he didn't always get it, but I talked right. him into taking me to Porky's in fifth grade. Uh, nice. and he, I, and I had the, with a very tired kid argument, everybody else has seen it, dad. Uh, and that shit, <laughs> that shit never worked for me. So like I said, it was re- right around the time my parents got divorced. So that's all I can think of. I didn't get right. almost any of the fucking jokes. I didn't know what <laughs> was measuring or why it was funny. My dad seemed to enjoy himself a little bit, but <laughs> right. we never spoke of we, it again. <laughs> my mom, uh, during Christmas break, it came on cable, and it was going to be on cable later that evening. Mm-hmm. And my mom came to me. I think it may have even been like like Christmas Eve or, or maybe the day before. Um, and she was like, all right, look, Porky's is on tonight. <laughs> you can watch it. You can, and I, I'm, I'm... Well, it's cable. Probably, I'm probably like 12. I think, I think we're right at the exact same age, I think you and I are. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm... I'm and... She's like, but you have to watch this other movie, The Blackboard Jungle, first. And I'm like, okay. And she, it was weird because, like, I don't have, like, really much affinity for old movies. There wasn't anything in our house. Like, you know, she wanted to watch Casablanca or any, you know. Gotcha. Anything like that. And so she was like, I, you know, I want you to watch this. And, and, and if you're not, are you familiar with that movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's name, Glenn Ford. Name only. And, yeah, Glenn Ford and Sidney Poitier. Um and it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm, I'm getting it. Like later on in life, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was way better. Way better of a film than Porky's. But, you know, I had to watch watch that first. And, you know, it was a good good message and you know about, like, racism and, and teen exploitation films and stuff like that. But really cool. But, man, yeah, Porky's. I'd salute. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite go- – who's your go-to character? For me, it's Meat. <laughs> Are you identifying as meat? Is that what no, you're no. trying to say? No, no, I definitely identify as Pee Wee. <laughs> I, I, I'm projecting myself as meat. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd have to go with Tommy. Okay. Because he's funny. 
What's the name uh, of the, the, the female gym coach that tugs on the dick? Beulah Ballbreaker. There we go. Beulah Ballbreaker. Maybe I'm her. Uh, oh, man. His Tommy's got his tongue sticking out. They put, they put the soap on it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a little, a funny you do a little Kim Cattrall bush in there, too, you know? I know. You, you can't beat that... Uh, that uh, that office scene where they're they're trying to keep their composure and yeah. and making jokes about Beulah and uh, have you seen this prick and all this stuff? God, just funny, funny shit. It was Porky's Revenge where everything came together, though. <laughs> <laughs> was was it? Was it? Because that was the, that was the whole, my whole thing was because uh, we decided to watch Porky's too right after hmm. right after Porky's and uh, you know uh, the the racist kid whatever the redneck he comes to school the next day now the day before the night before he's had the hell beat out of him by porky and he's you know beaten and bloody and porky's all that. goons the, right do what wasn't it porky's goons probably yeah okay. probably yeah. i don't think porky did, actually did any of the you know he's he was that he was that kind of bully that just stood <laughs> back and watched all his toadies do his his business but uh yeah but then the next morning he comes to school and he's you know nary a looks bright and and bushy-tailed and no marks and i was just like wait a minute this doesn't add up at all didn't he keep wanting to go back to to settle the score yeah (laughs) yeah he did kind of like that 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 skit with kids in the hall where the one guy keeps trying to fight the dude and everybody's like stop and he's like (laughs) come on and the guy's like dude just lay down Uh, that was a great Uh, show man I didn't. It was. I I only watched the first episode of their their reboot on Amazon. <laughs> uh, so you got I, to see them all naked. Yeah, you know they hit you with the <laughs> the old man male nudity right away. Uh, kudos to them. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I still haven't finished the season. I need to go back and finish the season. Yeah, same here. Now that you mention it, is like one of those things that I, I, I watch. Sorry, I watched I, at least four of the episodes. Go ahead. Okay, I, I you know what? How about we, we stay on the titillating topics? Just before uh, I got on with you here today, uh, I found out Raquel Welch passed away, and that uh, made me horny and sad. Kind of conflicting. But, you know. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Not for, no. <laughs> Definitely during the teen years. Yeah, it's like oh god. Uh, what, do, what am I going to use these tears for? Oh. <laughs> That's what I'll use them for. Oh, God. Uh, I get to say stuff on this show I don't get to say on my show. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward a few minutes ahead from the act, and you have another reason to be sad. It's like, oh, I'm such a loser. It's just. <laughs> I have a buddy, my uh, my longest friend. Uh, I mentioned him on the show, Wilson. He, we're we're uh, yes. uh, best men at each other's weddings. Uh, he's basically a brother to me. He t- routinely texts me. Like R.I.P. and then whoever just passed away, and I'll, I, I almost always re- he hasn't hit me with a Raquel Welch yet, so I'm waiting. But the guy or girl, no matter who it is, I usually reply. I, well, it started a while back. Now I just say remember one week, but the, that's referencing. I said remember that means you can't masturbate to whoever just passed away for one week out of respect. <laughs> so that's that's the. Yeah, the statute of limitations. Yeah, he's never ever commented or said anything back to me on it. it was like, <laughs> you know, I think it started with Tawny Katane because I remember seeing like the outpouring. That was where my brain oh, went God. with it. It was like I saw it on Facebook too. It was like all these old guys are really big Tawny Katane fans, and I'm like, yeah, she was pretty, but I don't remember her doing much that I'd be a huge fan of. 
Yeah, I don't remember, uh, you know, hearing like the opening keyboard strains of Here I Go Again and going, oh, got to go. <laughs> and just running off and, uh, you know. And yeah, not even oh, she could make White Snake uh, tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not a fan? Um, boy, no, not a big fan. Also not a hater, but they're so silly. Um, yeah. uh, it's just... I don't know. Uh, they're probably on my mind because we talked about them a little bit on the episode that came out today, and, yeah. and I used it as kind of a recurring joke. But there, I think David Coverdale in general kind of creeps me out. I think he's just that one of those like he's like a, like almost a metal version of Benny Hill, where he's always sexually. <laughs> there's never a moment he's not sexually inappropriate. You know? Right. And uh, so, but at the same time, he's an amazing singer. And yeah, there's some jams, man. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like I like those singles. I bought, I got a White Snake '87 for for my birthday, okay. along with with uh, Look What the Cat Dragged In. Those two, uh, you know, got those two for my 17th birthday. Hey girl, if you want me, come and get me. Between Springsteen shows, right? You are. That was kind of a, a surprise to me that uh, um, that you were big enough fan to go to two shows, especially on this tour. Uh, uh, how long? I guess make me like Springsteen more. Make you like Springsteen more, man. I don't hate him, by I the way. Could, yeah, to me, Born in the USA have, is like a perfect record. What What I have to say is, man, if go see him. I know it's it's, and then that's like the 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 beginning of all of our Ticketmaster, yeah. Compl- well, this year's Ticketmaster complaints. Yeah, this year, yeah. But yeah, uh, man, it just I have I've never seen anybody with more charisma. Uh, it's it's really unreal for a seventy three year old man to put on a, a three hour show that's as high energy as he does, and you know, I it, it took me a long time. I didn't. I was not a, a Born in the USA guy. I liked the singles. Yeah. I never bought it. I didn't buy Born in the USA probably till 2006. Oh, same here. I, I hated it at the time, but yeah. I hated everything relevant to that at the time. It was all fucking docking, yeah. wasp, motley. You know what I mean? But- and I'm the opposite direction because I'm I'm cure, Depeche Mode, in excess, okay. cult. I'm you know I was new way. I was you know we were both in our counterculture. Yeah. I guess, and uh, so yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't really gravitate. I got, I got Nebraska in '98, and just because I was listening to a lot of lo-fi stuff at the time, uh, like a lot of Guided by Voices and 
and uh, you know the, a lot of the low fidelity bands. And somebody was like, well, you know, this is recorded on a four track in his bathroom. And I'm like, well, that sounds like everything I'm listening to right now anyway. So, <laughs> I, should, so I went and picked it up. And sure enough, I, I connected with it. And then a couple years later, in a Columbia CD grab, I got Born to Run. And that was it. I was like, all right, all right. I'm in. I'm in. I love an anthem. I mean, my two the, live, the two best artists I've ever seen live are U2 and Springsteen. Okay. Um, we uh, we went and saw Springsteen in, in 2016, and uh, although you know he did the the river front to back, which was which was cool, you know. But I don't I don't know how many people are just like, fuck yeah, dude, he's doing a whole double album front to back, <laughs> yay! Uh, and it but it was it was tremendous. So we uh, we were able to we were able to get tickets for for the Dallas show the other night. And my buddy that I'm going down with, uh, he uh, he had messaged me saying, "Hey, we're we're taken care of for for Thursday." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Man, because we're in like 308." And after getting there, I could see that our seats were probably touching the ceiling. Hmm. Was like we were on row L, and I was like counting up. <laughs> Man, and, and Leah, Leah, my wife, she won't she won't have that. She's just like. No, she's not one of those that's like, man, we're in the building at least. She's like, no, that's not that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> we need I need something closer yeah, okay. and better. So and uh as we were getting there, I got a message back saying, Oh, by the way, uh this person's got uh this person's got you. He's got uh he's gonna take care of you and whatnot. And we wound up uh we wound up in the pit. I don't know if you saw any of my pictures, but I did. I was <laughs> like, Those are fucking amazing seats, man. Yeah, yeah, we wound up right, yeah. and we we got on the the soft side, like because you know whenever you go to any sort of GA show, there's always the soft side mm. of of that crowd, and we wound up. That's my you know, side, right where we walked oh, up. Yeah, yeah. all day, every day. I'm the I'm the soft side, and uh, <laughs> I could walk up. I could walk up to the barricade. Nice. Just oh yeah, it was it was badass. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Springsteen fan. Uh, you know, I like, like I said, I like anthemic big chorus. Does he still do and, that? Like across the stage and he slide at 73. He did not. Mm. He did not. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw, I, I had gotten a picture of, uh, of him handing a little girl a harmonica. Yeah, that was cool. And, and I was, and I, so I was able to like, during the next song, I found, I made eye contact with her dad and I was like, do you want, do you want this picture? And he was just like, yeah so we're sitting there trying to trying to decipher a phone number for me to text it to him for like two minutes and we're just it's not working and uh i'm like well what's going on on stage and i turn and i look and i i swear as god is my witness it probably wasn't actually what was going on but it really looked like bruce was just standing there just like guys i'm playing can y'all can, do you have to can keep talking? Oh boy! Not paying any attention to me, and I was like, I was like, okay, I better hurry this you up. Yeah, sixty thousand people here, man. Maybe worry about somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You paid. You paid how much? You you. I didn't, and, and I didn't get hit with dynamic dynamic pricing, so that was. A oh well, I'll touch on that in a second, but I got to go circle back because you said that you two and Springsteen are the two best live bands you've seen. I can only assume yes. you haven't seen Sl- a Slaughter then. I have not. I have not seen Slaughter. Um, By the way, much did, easier just, to get closer. You know, I, <laughs> I did sit across from him, uh, from Mark Slaughter, at the first Rock and Pod. Oh, he's a good guy. When he was doing, he was yeah, he seemed seemed really nice. Um, 
I missed that leg of, of the Hot in the Shade tour when Slaughter mm. was opening. I saw the next leg with Winger and Vixen. I didn't realize War. Slaughter dropped out at all because I saw Sla- mm-hmm. I saw him twice, and Slaughter was was the constant, and then it was Winger and Faster Pussycat were flopped. Oh wow! So yeah, that's um, news yeah, to me. Was... Little Caesar was in there for a stretch at some point too, but I have no idea who the hell that even is. Mm, nice, Little Caesar. Uh, I can't believe. Uh, oh boy, I hope that's not the first time I stump you tonight. Yeah, Little Caesar. <laughs> uh, uh, who was th- who was that? Uh, I don't know how to describe it. They were they were one of the last hair bands to get a little bit of coverage. They're right around that slaughter time. Gotcha. They were brand new there. Like 1990 was their record. And right. they did a cover of Chain of Fools by Aretha Franklin that MTV gave a bunch of love to. Um, Man, I do not recall that whatsoever. I do have two interviews with their singer in the in the archive if you ever care to dig into it a little oh. more deeper. So I should. Uh, Ron, I should Ron Young. The other the other Ron I talked to too much, so <laughs> <All right. laughs> gotcha. Well, on the on the yeah, Springsteen uh, thing, you you kind of mentioned the dynamic yeah. pricing. There was just news today. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt it? Was something you wanted to get into there? Or? Oh, okay. No, nah, I was just gonna gonna just talk about that Kiss show for a second. But. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Come on, it's a fun. Yeah, that's it, probably it just, a, that, my favorite non makeup tour. That's what I understand. That's what Joey was telling me when I told him I saw the Hot in the Shade tour, uh, because it was kind of like when I saw the Stones. I was like, man. It's they can't be going much longer after this. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, look yeah, at that. 30, 33 years later, they're like, well, we're, maybe we're gonna do a another round of shows. That's Soon fucking though. crazy when you say it like that. I saw the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour, which was just before that, and that was kind of yep. like, I'm not that big a fan, but it's the fucking Stones, so fuck it. Dude, I went, I, I went both nights because of, of I was like, when am I, you know, this has got to be it. They, you know, they're they're. God, they're in their fifties. They've got to be, <laughs> got to be wrapping up. Um, you know, I did, I, and I did. I, I wound up a fun, fun story about that show. Uh, the second night we were there, they had, uh, they played the Cotton Bowl, and they had some uh, merch booths outside the Cotton Bowl. And uh, we're leaving, and I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to get a program, blah 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 blah, and, uh, you know. This, we're right in a line of where limos are coming in and out, which in Dallas, that's nothing. You know, yeah. that's every day. And your uh, freeways are just fucking ridiculous in Dallas, by the way. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Go to San Antonio, by the way. You'll mm. you'll shoot yourself. Um, you want to talk about terrible, terrible freeways. Uh, but so there's this one limo that comes through, and I don't know why I've turned, and I'm kind of looking. And uh, it hits one of those, those like sawhorse barricades. And one of the legs gets gets lodged up under. And I'm just kind of, nobody else is really paying attention. And I'm just sort of like just half watching this. And of all people, Bill Wyman hops out of the back on the opposite side that I'm on. Walks over, pulls that thing out. And, and I'm like, is this really the stones? I was like, you've got to be joking me. And so I kind of walk up to, to, the, uh, to the back seat into the window and Mick puts his hand up on the window and I'm like as they drive off and I'm like well holy shit I was that close I was like had I been on the other side damn I could have met the stones I could have met the stones it was mm. crazy I, as God is my witness uh, you know and, and I remember I went to my, 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 my former friend and former boss and I was like dude we just missed the stones pulling through and he was like 
no and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, we we did actually and yeah it was it was pretty crazy that's a bummer so you're on the fence on that being the best non-makeup tour are you not a big kiss guy i can't remember where you land on kiss i'm i i am a big enough i've got i'm missing two of the reissued cds I've never got. I've never run across the Elder or uh, Killers. Just I've on never, the the basic reissue series. Yeah, the re, the ninety seven okay. reissues that they did. Well, Killers, um, I don't think it was necessarily a part of that in the in the American sense. Uh, anyway, if I if uh, I run I across have, the copy, Randy, you want me to grab it? I do. You know, the one that has the Kiss remasters in the yeah yeah in um, that spine yep. yeah. Um, that I've got for. I wasn't allowed to listen to Kiss when I was a kid. Um, church, etc. Knights and Satan service. People forget, man. That was no. a real thing, you know. It was a real thing, and I wasn't allowed to. Um, although, you know, they're on TV. They've got toys in the toy store. Every kid in my school has a Kiss T-shirt, and no, I'm not not allowed. So the funny thing is that uh, for Christmas, when I was 18, I get a. Uh, and my mom has figured out a couple of years earlier that I want used records yeah, okay. for, for, for Christmas. And she started buying me. She fortunately knew my tastes well enough that she could go out and buy, you know, 25, 30 records. And it'd be like, yay. And so I get a giant stack like this. And it's, it's all wrapped. And then on the inside, they're individually wrapped. But it's every record with the exception of the Elder up through... Uh, Crazy Nights. That's pretty legit. Every single, yeah, like every single LP. Are they still? Uh, do you still? Are they behind you now, or you got? Uh, yeah, they're they're right okay. behind me. Oh yeah, yeah, they're right. That's they're okay. Right you don't me. need to. I just uh, okay. <laughs> oh no, I've I've got my phone very very uh, precariously yeah. sat so so that we can talk in a control. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, that that's all so, good. I just uh, yeah. I was ma- ma- mainly mentioning it. Fun if you still had it because a lot of my. About, I realized it today that about four years ago I started buying vinyl again. Uh-huh. In my head, though, I'm still like, well, most of the stuff I have, I've had forever. And now I looked at it this morning, just waiting for my wife, and I'm like, it's probably closer to forty, maybe thirty percent is what I've had since the seventies, eighties, nineties. But right, uh, I, I've gone a little haywire. I, I still don't have a, a collection like you have, and I don't know that I ever will. My CD collection may be a little closer. You you have a lot of CDs, right? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm never. I, I'm not catching you on either one anytime soon. So. And then, yeah. There's about forty, forty-five hundred. Not counting okay. box yeah. sets. Sitting. There. I'm over a thousand, but not by much. So anyway. I buy a lot of music. Um, on the hot <laughs> in the shade. On the hot in the shade tour, the one thing that I get a little, I don't know, perturbed, maybe a little blowback. I think people f- seem to have forgotten Eric Carr. And for me, that that's a little bit troublesome. I think Eric Singer is a capable drummer. He's fine. He shouldn't have right. to apologize for his career. But he he can't fucking lick Eric Carr's taint. And, he, and Eric Carr, as far as... And he has nothing unique to offer like Peter Chris did. Like, he doesn't shape the music or give it a sound. He's just like... Right. He's, he's kind of a drum machine. And, and, and frankly, now... 
like at least like with revenge on that tour and the the the, 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 the his first kind of run through Kiss, he seemed to have a little spirit and a little spunk to him. Now he's a lot fucking right. older now, but he really looks bored as shit and doesn't even want to be there. But he likes that fifty k check or whatever he gets every night. And so, but sure. that said, so people I, I've talked to people who saw Kiss on the Revenge tour first, and I had already seen a few the 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 the. the Two previous tours were my first two Kiss tours, uh, Crazy Nights and Hot in the Shade. And Hot in the Shade was like when they kind of revamped, started digging deep again for the first time. So I have a memory of when they were basically barely playing anything old, only doing a locked 90 minutes, not two hours. And and then Hot in the Shade comes out and they open with fucking I Stole Your Love and God of Thunders in the set again. And, And then, of course, you know, it's the last tour with Eric Carr, who is just fucking phenomenal. And yeah, that that drum solo was really cool. Where yeah, it was where he had the electric drums and he would you could hit them and it would just be like, just all over the yeah, yeah. That was a really cool, cool, cool thing. What I liked was a the the roadies before the show. I don't know if they were doing this for y'all. They were just standing out on the stage with I I think as far as I know only Bruce Kulick picks and they would they were like snapping them. But they were going they were literally going from the stage into the lower balcony and like just unreal like watching all of these picks just flying everywhere and i got one i was able to get one so i caught a call pick at uh the second show i saw in that and it was kind of funny because i i reached up when he was just flicking them out like crazy during a song and one hit me right right in the palm and it went down to the floor and me and the guy next to each other looked each other dead in the eye, looked down, looked back up, and I put my foot back on it. I sort of got ready. That motherfucker was down at my ankle trying to pull it. So I still got it somewhere. But uh, And I got I got a gene nice. pick on the convention tour. Uh, he flicked one out that it landed conveniently close to me. So. Gotcha. Change, change, change. Change, change, change. Change, change, change. Change, change, change.
All right, I have to hit you with a quick question, though, um, and you can be as long-winded okay. as you want in your response. I think <laughs> as someone who's listened to our show, you know where I'm going to go with this. What's the best? What's what is the greatest Van Halen song? Greatest Van Halen song. Yeah. You know, I've got to go with, and it comes it comes with a tiny story also because I don't have anything that doesn't have a tiny story. Uh, so, and I, I skipped. Let's start with the song title, and then we'll get to. Uh, I'll, we'll go to the story secondly. The song title would would have to be Panama. Panama. That is the correct answer. Carry on. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, we uh, uh, along with the whole rock thing and the Kiss thing and all that bullshit. Uh, I skipped a year of rock music. I skipped 1983, so I skip. Mm. I, I missed. Def Leppard. I missed like all of You took stuff a gap year on rock music. <laughs> yeah, I went and did nothing but country, and I'm still I'm still a huge Alabama fan. I I've, and that's a one song of my in the South, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me, uh, but yeah, I uh, I had stayed up uh, all night with uh, it was summer of '84. Stayed up all night with uh, my cousin's nieces. We were going to go to a water park the next day. She was taking us. <laughs> And we, she was like, "Y'all just stay. Y'all just stay over. Y'all just spend the night." And it was like, "Okay, cool." So we sat up and watched Night Flight. Oh yeah, for baby. Hours. I think we went to bed at like six and got up at nine to go to the, <laughs> go to the water park. <laughs> but it was the man. It was the first time I'd ever heard Legs. First time I had heard Sharp Dressed Man. First time I had heard When Dr- Doves Cry. Uh, <laughs> the Jacksons' Victory. Uh, just all you know, all of these different things. But also, uh, it was the first time I heard uh, "Jump" or "Panama," mm. and you know, and it was just like, and I was, I was, I was in, and then like the part where, where in the video where David Lee Roth gets down and he's like, "Reach down between my legs," I was like, "Okay, I'm in." Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 14, but I I I understand what's going on here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I was in, but yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, took a yeah, took a gap year. Have you heard that? This might be a myth, but there's a story behind what how Panama came to be for Dave oh. lyrically. Um, I have not. Uh, supposedly, someone wrote an article that like uh, David Roth is not that good of a lyricist, or some. It was a criticism of his lyric writing because he only writes about girls partying and fast cars. And at that moment, right. Dave, of course, being Dave, was like. I've never written a song about a fast car, so he wrote Panama. And, and the, he got the title from a car in some sort of derby race called the Panama Express. But huh. to me, hearing that story, I, I want it to be true. I don't care if it's not. It just adds to the <laughs> how much that is the greatest Van Halen song of all time. It is. Oh, it just just huge. Panama! Panama! You know, yeah, I had a, a debate... God, a couple decades ago, right after, I think it was the day that Sammy announced that he was quitting. And I was working at a working at a record store, and our general manager came in, and he was just like, you know, like, oh, the best singer for Van Halen is is gone, and you know, all of this <laughs> stuff, and uh, you know, and just there was a big debate over whether or not he was he was you know, Sammy versus Dave, and all this stuff, and you know, and years later, I sat there and I kind of was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, and we're not even going to talk about Gary Sharon, but uh, I understand, understand, like, to me, Dave represents the really fun 
really great mm. time of Van Halen. Yeah. And I get Sammy. Sammy came in, and they became more of a whole band. Yeah, I get that. You know, and you know, fully formed things. It wasn't just here's Eddie's Eddie's histrionics along with with Dave just spouting off weird shit and you know it becoming a song. You know, uh, but yeah, it. it, it Anyway, I'll throw that out every once in a while when somebody yeah. wants to have that conversation. And here was also something I found interesting, though, was uh, on that, not going to talk about Gary Sharon part, but uh, <laughs> when 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 Eddie passed a couple years ago, everybody was, you know, oh, uh, you know, bitching about the Gary Sharon record and this and that, still bitching. But somebody came up there like, you know, oh, I don't have, I don't want anything to do with with the you know the the David Lee Roth or Gary Sharon era, it's only Sammy Hagar and this and that, which everybody was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Wow. And but somebody brought up, they were like, "You know what? You can talk about all the eras you want. They were all the Eddie Van Halen era." And it was like, "That's a great. That's that's you yeah. know what? that's probably how I look at it. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, and so I had to go find a decent looking copy of Van Halen three. Yeah. I actually enjoy Van Halen 3, but uh, we did that for March, one of the very first March badnesses. And even in my effort to defend it, once I had to basically look at each song individually, it was hard. It it, it suddenly became a worse record. And I I regret it now looking back because I'm like, because I would just have this kind of like sort of fond memory. And I would play the thing once in a while, but now it's like, eh. It wasn't that good, but uh, it's, yeah. it's, Eddie is Eddie could do no wrong for me for most of his career. I can buy that. Yeah. I can buy that. Are y'all uh, y'all are gearing up for March Badness right now, aren't you? Sort of. I cannot get. I cannot elaborate more. I'll tell you what, Randy. I'll tell you a little bit when we're done recording, uh, because okay. we are going to make an announcement regarding March Badness uh, when we record on Sunday. Uh, but anyway, I, I just right I, I just I can't say much more on that now. So I do have but some. That Melvin's, I, that Melvin's record should have won last year. <laughs> it should have won. I made a compelling argument, and it should have. It should have won. Y'all should have been stuck listening to that fucking piece of shit. I, one of my most favorite bands in the world. Yeah. Oh God, terrible. Record. Well, you, you, you the, the first time we had you on, um, it was for the the the, the Melvin's record, uh, uh mm-hmm. Houdini. For Houdini, and yep. yeah, it was part of the, the whatever Nevermind series, and that was and and our friendship on social media has grown since then. So that's, uh, but yeah, I, it yeah. really has. Yeah, and I, and I have to I have to bring I have to kind of bring that up because um, I was listening to I think it was the first show back with LC when y'all were doing the the final wrap up of everything, and you were talking about it, and y'all were, y'all were you were talking about the guests that had been on, and I think I'm probably one of the only people in the world that have, could have gotten both a shout out and a call out huh. in in, like the, <laughs> in the same 10 minutes because because yeah you know what i and and i i talked about this uh on some of my last batches of, of episodes uh where i said that i i had unfortunately i i had misjudged y'all oh, sure yeah I've, right yeah. off the bat and 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 that's all on me and i i can i can now face to face apologize to you and <laughs> pass that along to, to loose um but yeah uh once i finally clicked in man 
I haven't missed an episode since. So I oh, well, just the, want to let you know. That warms my heart. Uh, I don't think you really need to owe me an apology unless I missed something. Like, you know, the, the, you don't always click with something right away. You know what I mean? Uh, music, people, whatever. Uh, I don't recall you actually going out and like slandering or shitting on us or anything like that. So uh, don't listen. Don't listen to show one twenty seven. All right. So <laughs> I have no idea what's download on. that. Anyway, no. Uh, all right. Uh, no, I, but I appreciate the kind of words. Absolutely. We did Suns Out, Mike's Out last summer, and we did the, uh, a game every week with Rant called Random Rocker of the Week. Uh, a close friend of yours, uh, Joey Haney, was one of the, the the contestants who came on and challenged. Uh, I think that I think it was Gene usually, uh, but we had a couple different uh, matchups. Is all I'm getting at. You chimed in more than once saying, I got it on question three, answer three, so I have a random rocker of the week for you. Now, because I okay. I don't have someone for you to play against, I would prefer you rather than to shout out when you do get it, because I think you will, even though I tried to make it as hard as I fucking could. Uh, <laughs> I actually amped it up with yours. With what? I amped it up for you. I, I was like, I'm going oh, nice. to keep these as... I don't think there's that many good clues here, so uh, if I stump you, it is because I tried a little. Like, with Random Rocker, I, I, the first four to five were like, if you're deep knowledge, you might get it, but there's nothing really yeah. here. And then they, they started to get a little easier. I was looking at right. this. I think there may be three or four actual helpful hints. Um, right. So I'm hoping that uh, uh, you don't quite get it. But if you do happen to, if you could just say, uh, I'd like to guess a, a, instead of saying the person's name out. Um, and then right. that way the listener at home can play along and we'll go as far as it, it can. But but you, you, you can write it on a piece of paper and I'll let people know that you either did or did not get it. That's my... Okay. okay. Sounds good. I'm, gonna, I'm already going to say Billy, the third triangulist from uh, the Motown years. All right. Well, it's a good. It's it? a good thing I prepared two of these. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Are you ready, man? I am ready. This random rocker of the week was born on February seventh, nineteen sixty-eight. 
1968. By the way, I think if you get it within three guesses, that counts as a win. After that, we'll just keep going. Okay. So, it, again, because I think we had different rules as far as, like, who got to go, you know. So. All right. This random rocker of the week, his father was a trumpet player, and I just gave you a tip that I didn't intend to. This random rocker of the week plays the bongos on stage in concert. This random rocker of the week has appeared on several episodes of Chris Angel's Mind Freak. This random rocker of the week, his band released their debut record in 1998. Okay. Next clue. That record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That record was certified four times platinum in 2001. I told you these weren't very helpful. Hopefully, they get a little bit better. In 2016, this random rocker of the week played the role of blackjack dealer in the Scorsese film Bleed for This. Christ. In 2007, this random rocker of the week competed in the VH1 Celebrity Rock and Roll Tournament with Ace Frehley, Vinnie Paul, Scott Ian, and Dusty Hill. He came in second to Scott Ian. Do you care to make a guess? We only have a few clues left, or a couple left. So here, here are the clues. Born in 68, his dad played the trumpet. He plays the bongos in concert. Uh, he appeared in several episodes of Chris Angel's Mind Freak. His current band released their debut album in 1998. It was certified platinum in 2001. Four times platinum. Uh, in 2016, he played the role of a blackjack dealer in a Scorsese movie called bleed for this and in 2007 he came in second to Scott Ian in a VH1 celebrity rock and roll poker tournament which also featured Ace Frehley, Vinnie Paul Scott Ian and Dusty Hill Christ I don't know I mean maybe I made this too hard the day the, <laughs> the, the, the 98 debut plus platinum four times in 2001 that that to me that feels like limp biscuit. Hmm. That's a pretty good guess, but it's wrong. Okay. Okay. Maybe this one will will help a little bit. This is as close as it's gonna get until the last uh, clue, which will definitely tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. His real name. So- his <laughs> real name is Salvatore. That is not what he goes by. Much like my name is not really Baco. What? Yeah, t- yeah I'm, I'm sorry to hit you with that, but I, I thought it would help. But Salvatore, or Salvatore. So, 98 debut record. 
dude, none of this is coming together for me at all. Okay. Because like my my only my only guess was was either either West Borland or or, or or Fred Durst. Cause I think that was a ninety eight record, wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't three dollar bill y'all a ninety eight record? It's definitely in that time frame. You're definitely not off base in the cluster of bands that started to bubble. There's a little bit of a hint right. for you. All right, here, here's another clue. In 1993, he was in a band that was signed to a major record label that didn't take off. He was the drummer in that band, and he was eventually kicked out before forming the band that he's currently in. Still in, by the way. My God. My silences aren't aren't making uh, for good podcasting. I can guarantee you that. No. Well, uh, there's music underneath that people don't, that you don't hear right now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I do enjoy that music. So I hope <laughs> I hope the rest of y'all do too because you're getting to hear it a lot. Man, I, I'm totally stumped on this. I only have one clue left, and it's pretty I'm much sure, over. At I'm this. sure. I'm sure Joey. I'm sure Joey is, is <laughs> as he's listening to this. Oh, going, oh it's so and so. Oh man, <laughs> making me making me look completely flaccid. <laughs> I, I, I did. Oh, I did want to mention that. Like, I think if I had played, and those were the clues given to me, I would not have got a single one of the random rockers. I just uh, this is definitely right. not in my zone. This 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 whole game, this whole concept. Uh, I, I was always impressed when someone was able to get... I, now, again, I, by 7, 8, 9, and 10, I was making the clues a little more obvious, so I probably already got something, but uh, I didn't do it for sure. you, Randy. Uh, this is this is as, as generic as I got. So. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. Jeez. Last clue, and basically Man, at this okay. point, you've lost the game, and everybody at home gets to either uh, yeah. shit on you and go, God, that was even worse than listening to it on in the summertime. <laughs> This ran- they can have all of my parting gifts. <laughs> this random rocker of the, of the week is the lead singer of Godsmack. I don't even know that guy's name. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know that guy's name. I don't. My, my, uh, my friend I would have Jacob taken Godsmack, by the huge, way. Huge fan. I, I, I literally, I, I, I'm not like that big of a stickler. It's not Jeopardy or, you know, Wheel yeah, of Fortune. Like That is definitely in that in in that time frame and ilk of band. God damn it. <laughs> oh man, I I I suck, I suck at this. All right, let's pick up the guitars and play us out. <laughs> oh, that's right, this isn't Sun's Out Mike's. So. No, it's not. It's not. It's- Thank you so much for your time, everybody. Check out the Snapdick Empire that will soon have a new name, but Randy will making all that clear. And of course, once I hear about it, we'll, we'll talk about it on our show to make sure to uh, alert all the listeners. I think you said there were seven. Um, but I'm one, seven, so, so six people will we'll try to tell. Uh, but no, seriously, Randy, <laughs> it's always fun catching up with you. I'm glad to have you back on. It's been a couple years. And uh, all the best, man. You want to get out of here, man? Thank you. Yes, I do. And, man, I'll tell you what. I, I am flattered to be on the show. It's one of my. This is one of my favorite shows every week. Thank you so much. Of course, and it won't be the last time. Rock is not dead. It's just being reissued at a really, really, really expensive price.
it took me a really long time to understand that that was HBO and Cinemax put together. <laughs> same and I went, same oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.